a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and, and you, you build a following. It takes a long fucking time, and I've been working on it for a while. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to I Don't Care the Podcast. I'm your girl, Alexia DeStefano. <laughs> I feel like having a podcast rebrand. I'm there's a name that I really like. Um, in fact, I'm writing a short film. Well, I wrote the short film. Now it's sort of in the editing phase. It's safe to say it's pretty fucking funny, and um, it's very heavy on satire which is a world that is new to me, especially for writing. I usually write horror, guts, glory, guts, horror, glore, glore. For some reason, that word doesn't sound correct. Anyways, you guys get the point. I'm a dark writer. Now, of course, this comedy satire short film that I wrote does have some um it's got like I don't want to spoil anything because I will make this one day soon but it does have a plot twist that is very suiting for me and my style anyways it's called bite me and I'm kind of obsessed with that name bite me Where I'm like, that would be a great podcast name. Bite me. Bite me. Hey guys, welcome back to Bite Me. Hi guys, welcome back to I Don't Care the Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to Bite Me the Podcast. I don't know, let me know. Bite Me with Alexia DiStefano. It's just a thought. Should I rebrand? I don't know. Um, I also need to look, like, before I make any decisions, I would have to see, like, if Bite Me is a podcast already, how many people have that name, if it is, if it's even available or some sort of version of it available on Instagram. I would have to rechange the IMDB and rechange everything, and it would be time-consuming, but Bite Me is very nice very nice but I do love it especially for this short film I feel like it fits in sort of a an unusual way like it wouldn't be the first name that would come to mind in fact the first name that came to mind when I wrote this short film was that bitch that's what it was going to be called that bitch because that's that fits it so perfectly and I think as people watch it they'll be like that fucking bitch that bitch but I feel like bite me and sort of the undertones of what that means carries more weight and lots of people even tell me they're like Alexia who cares about the title of a short film nobody even cares about it I do I care. Um, I care so much about titles and names for things. 
if it's not something that sounds good to my ears, it will bother me. Like my friends and I were writing a short film a while ago and I can't remember what they were going to name it, what we were going to name it, but it was something that just like wasn't sitting well with me. Like it just, it was, a, there was a pit in my stomach. I was like, this cannot be the title for this short film. Just cannot happen. And then I finally was like, Lost Souls. Let's just like tentatively call it this. Because we each, how we wrote it was like we each wrote our own version of what we pictured for this short film. And then we came together and we blended our ideas. Um, so we all had the same premise. We just sort of went off and wrote. Um, and so in my version, I titled it Lost Souls. And it ended up being the favorite title. And it just felt right and it made sense. Um, so anyways, it's important to me. I mean, some of my favorite titles recently, I've added Shiva and Bottoms. Pretty much anything Rachel Sennett is in, great. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies as well. Uh, I love Escape Room. I love I love a one-word title too. Two words, tops. Um, there's like longer ones, everything everything everywhere all at once or oh what's that one called Ter- a terrible horrible no good very bad day like those are fun but they're hard to remember when it's one word or two words people remember it more that bitch bite me lost souls inner killer i don't care just saying they've got a ring Okay, enough about me rambling on about titles. I just personally cannot wait for this short film to be made and for you all to watch it. And the goal when people watch it is to have growing annoyance and aggravation. That's sort of what I want to see when people are watching it. And when people read it, I look out for what makes them smile or laugh out loud. And it just makes my heart so happy when those things happen. Okay, today we are going to read two pieces of advice because I feel like we haven't done it in a while. We sort of haven't had a normal podcast episode in three weeks. So we are going to do... A couple more listen bitch advice cards. Plus, we are also going to have quite a few things to talk about. A couple updates. There's lots going on in my life. So, we are going to chit chat about it. Okay. Card number one. Mm. Listen bitch. Don't let any motherfucker disturb your peace. Okay. This is a very fitting card considering going back to my short film, Bite Me, that I'm writing. The first... So everyone kind of has like a log line for something they write. And this isn't like the actual log line, but it is something that I wrote on the cover page of the script because it's funny. And it just like paints sort of a picture of 
what you're about to read and embark on. And the log line I wrote based on that one motherfucker we all know. And that one motherfucker we all know is the one who disturbs our peace. So it's just kind of fitting for that short film. But anyways, yeah, there recently especially have been many motherfuckers trying to disturb my peace. And you know, the biggest thing that helps them not disturb anything is knowing yourself and being confident in yourself and knowing what your values are, what your goals are, what your desires are, knowing your personal worth and just letting other people talk their shit. Because other people are going to talk their shit. They're going to try to skew your own opinions of yourself. They're going to try to get in your head, manipulate you, do this, do that, whatever. That's what motherfuckers who try to disturb your peace do. But if you know yourself and you know your worth and you know your value, then they could say whatever the hell they want to say. And it should go in one ear and out the other. There's no point in letting people who don't, like the only people who should, I don't want to say disturb your peace because no one should really do that, but the only people that you should give power to um, when it comes to taking their words to your heart are select people. You should only have a handful of people who you trust enough to take their opinions to heart if they say something that might be a little bit more offensive but maybe constructive you can take those certain people's opinions to heart you can say my mom my brother my best friend my other friend um and my agent or whatever for me personally those are the people who if they say alexia this no then i'll consider not doing that thing or maybe if you know my best friend is like that outfit is horrendous think about it again then maybe i'll think about it again but if you are not one of those select people or if what you are telling me does not somehow benefit me like if you're just like alexia i don't like your hairstyle I'll be like, okay, cool. Unless I asked or you can tell I was insecure about it, it's not your place. And something so small like that, whatever. I don't care. But if it's something that could benefit me like Alexia from my friend or or one of those select people, Alexia, like this podcast episode, you know, might be offensive to someone important to you maybe you should edit that part out then I'll think about it and I'll take it and I'll make a decision based on what you said but if some random person or someone not on my list is like Alexia you need to do this because blah 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 I'll be like fuck off I didn't ask I don't care I don't want to hear it and that's just period so you can't let people disrupt your peace you can't let everyone in You know, we have walls put up. So why do you let people... Why... Okay. Whoa! Just a thought for a second. That just came in my head. 
people have such a hard time letting compliments in. People have such a hard time letting love in. You build these walls to protect yourself. But where are those walls when people are giving you a hard time? Where are those walls when people are trying to disrupt your peace? People tend to have those walls up when something good is around them because they're scared to have their heart broken. But you're not scared that your heart is actively breaking as someone is telling you something negative. Where are those walls then? That is when you need to have your walls put up. You need to say, this is something I don't want to hear from someone that I don't want to hear it from. Walls go up in one ear, out that next. That is when you should have your walls put up. Can't let people disrupt the hard work you put in, the... Because it's hard work to love yourself. It's hard work to be confident, even if it's just for today. It's hard work. It's hard work to give yourself a compliment. It's hard work to be happy. So why let someone tear that hard work down just because they said something or just because they're actively saying something or just because they feel entitled to? It doesn't make sense. Don't let it happen. Okay. Good job, Alexia. I felt like that was great advice. Let's move on to card Number two, it's been a while since you guys have had advice from me. I'm sure you have been craving it. My apologies. Okay. Listen, bitch. Everything you need to get it. Okay. Let me, let me, let me start again. Listen, bitch. Everything you need to get it done is already inside of you. Okay. Let me say it one more time now that I understand. Listen, bitch, everything you need to get it done is already inside of you. Ooh, Mm -mm -mm. this is true. This is very, very true. We, uh, people struggle, I guess. I don't know if it's one thing in particular. I don't think so. I think it's just like people struggle in general doing the things they want to do or think they should be doing because of reasons X, Y, and Z. But the thing is, is at the end of the day, if you either have enough passion, enough want, enough will, you can do those things. I mean, we hear people say all the time, the only thing stopping you is you, which is true. The other thing is the only one who can get it done is you. Someone could help you. Someone could push you or lead you into the right direction. Someone could tell you point blank what to do and how to get it done. But the only person who's actually going to get up and achieve the things that you want to achieve or should achieve or know you should do is you. So believe in yourself know that you have all the tools in your toolbox if women if people can give birth can can grow a human being inside of them and push it out of them and if people can go to outer fucking space or machines can go out to outer space or if people can go deep into the fucking ocean then you could achieve the things that you want to achieve. I mean, the thing with role models is that you should be select on who you say is your role model. Look, I love the Kardashians, but I don't look up to them. 
I don't aspire to be them. I always say all the time, I should have been born a Kardashian, specifically Kim's daughter, but I wasn't. And I'm not trying to be an empire because of my family. Um, but I still love them. Same thing with Ariana Grande. I'm not trying to be Ariana. One, because I can't sing for shit. But two, because that's her life. That's her path. But the people who I look up to, I look up to Ariana. Don't get me wrong. She has shaped me in a big reason into who I am. Like, I mean, you know, my love for equality and feminism and you know, the, the liberal side of me, which is entirely who I am, is all from Ariana. I mean, I, I say all the time, like, in a way, she raised me. She raised me to be an ally until I came out. And then she raised me to be a feminist. Someone who believes in the true meaning of equality Someone who, who believes in the true meaning of loving everyone. Um, I don't love everyone. But I don't have enough room in my heart to hate people. And I got that from Ariana. So, uh, what was the point I was going to make? Oh, right. The people you choose to be your genuine role models, the people that you look up to, you should be very specific and very picky and choosy with it. Um, like, for example, you've heard me talk about them recently a lot, but Rachel Sennett, um, and Emma, I never know how to say her last name, Selgeman, Selgeman, sorry, I can genuinely look up to them wholeheartedly because they were doing what I'm doing now, which is, you know, creating your own projects, going or went to school, um, auditioning, having agents, trying everything to have your breakthrough moment. They did that. They did all the steps that I'm doing now and they had their breakthrough moment. That is what's important to look up to is what can you, what can I actually achieve? Because looking up to Ariana Grande, my mother just interrupted a very pivotal moment in my sentence. Let me rethink what I was just going to say. Okay, yes. Looking up to Ariana Grande is great. Don't get me wrong. But I also have to be aware that I won't be Ariana Grande. I'm not saying I'm going to be Rachel Sennett. But I that is a path that I can walk on. That is a path that I can follow. I can't follow in Ariana's footsteps because A, I'm not a singer. B, I'm not planning to be the most famous person in the world or one of. I am planning to be someone who is known, who does have, you know, um, a nice repertoire. Someone who is booking, booked and busy. Someone who is attending, you know, important, well, I shouldn't say important, higher end functions. Um, that is something I can, I can, you know, see for my future and want for my future. Writing my own projects, directing, starring, 
casting, all of those things are things that they're doing that I want to do, that I can do, that I will do. So knowing that you have it in you to achieve what you want to do is very important, but also the the people that you choose to look up to is equally as important. You don't want to look up to the wrong people and give yourself false hope, but you also don't want to have no hope at all. And it's a sweet middle that you got to find. And I know that you guys can find it. Ugh, what great advice for me, but also these cards just really know how to provoke the great advice from me. So that is fantastic. I have been very lazy the past two days. And you know what? Honestly, we beat ourselves up for things that we shouldn't beat ourselves up. I'm not saying I'm beating myself up because I've been lazy. No, I deserve the laziness. I have been through it. I have been busy the past few weeks to have two days that I just say, fuck it, I'm doing nothing are very well deserved. And, you know, <laughs> I've been through a lot recently. And so I wanted to do nothing. Nothing. Some people need to keep busy through everything, and that's fine. I'm someone who needs a bit of both, and that's fine, too. So, in regards to everything with my grandma, first of all, thank you guys for all the condolences and, you know, heartfelt messages. Um, I appreciate it still haven't responded to many I think I responded to like three or four but I really haven't responded to much we still don't know much information like I told you guys last week I know the name of the person who did this and like I mentioned earlier in this episode I don't have room in my heart for hate not because hate isn't warranted but selfishly, I don't want that weight on my shoulders. I don't want the burden of hating someone. I don't want those feelings. For me, it's better to... Well, I don't know enough, in fact. You know, I was going to say it's better to, you know, realize that he didn't know. But I don't know if he didn't know right like I we still need so many answers so for me personally in this awful middle ground where we don't know anything I don't want to hate someone because if it was a mistake and they didn't realize what they did as much as I still don't like them and could never forgive them for what they did and the horrendousness that they put my grandma through and us, that's unforgivable. But hate, look, I only hate kids. Like, I hate kids. And that's that's enough room I have in my heart for hate. So I'll just leave that there. Um... We know that it was a commercial vehicle, which I had mentioned last week, but 
it also had a trailer attached to it because you know I kept saying like how could someone even if you're in a big truck like how could you not feel that you've hit someone or run over someone you have to feel it the fact that this driver is saying that they didn't know it's fucking bullshit but now that we know that there was a trailer there's still so many questions because to me I could understand maybe with the trailer being involved how you wouldn't feel that you killed someone but there still had to be a level of distraction that you weren't paying attention to the road whether that was because you were shoulder checking or because you were on your phone or because a squirrel you know what I mean like there still had to be some level of distraction because you hit someone who was and I'm assuming that she just got out of her car, closed the door, and that's when things happened. Because there's no damage to the car. I don't know. Right? Like, and, and I won't know until the police confirm things. It's all speculation. But I just have to assume there was some sort of level of distraction from the driver. Because you should have seen her. It was a clear day, beautiful day, morning. It was bright out. It was a nighttime. There, like, there is no excuse as to why you did not see her. Okay? Because it's a straight fucking road, which means when you were driving straight, you should have noticed her. And whether she got nicked somehow, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But there was a trailer attached to the commercial vehicle. I don't know if the commercial vehicle was like a semi truck or a regular like four by four or if it was like a van. I don't know. I just know that it was a commercial vehicle with a trailer. And I know the name. And I know the color was white. That's it. I know there were two witnesses, at least who came forward. Even though it's a very busy road in the middle of a beautiful day, there had to have been more. And I know there's lots of camera footage, but what it shows, I don't know. And um, There are so many unanswered questions. And, you know, we might never have our questions answered and that's just a reality that could be true I don't know I'm not ready to accept that because it's you know um, three weeks tomorrow but that could be a reality that one day we do have to accept but I'm not at the point where I'm ready to do that yet I want answers and I want them now also you know the condition in which her body was you know left it was horrendous also she had many injuries so it wasn't good I mean she you know um 
But we did finally have her funeral, which is very nice. It was very beautiful and surprisingly not boring. I know lots of the times the mass part is because it's like the same thing over and over and over again. But I felt like this priest was actually very good at captivating the audience. If that's like the right words to use. I don't know. Um, but we had the viewing the night before. Uh, and us as a family, after seeing her, decided to keep it a closed casket viewing. Um, it just wasn't Nona, the way we remembered her. It didn't, she, she didn't look like herself. You know, they had to use lots of makeup and plaster and whatnot to make her presentable but it wasn't her it just didn't look like her so as a family we decided to keep it closed so everyone could just remember her the way that she was um so yeah the the funeral we had and she is now buried right underneath my dad. They go in the wall. It's not like in the ground. They go in the wall. And so my dad is like the second level and my grandma's like the floor level on the wall. So they're right underneath and on top of each other. So they're there forever for eternity now. Um, so it was a very beautiful way to put my grandma, you know, at rest and allow her body to finally be at peace. It's a great way to now allow her to move on um, and to be one with the afterworld, whatever that looks like. I don't know. And, you know, it was a nice way not for us to move on, but to also put her at peace and and allow her to rest it was nice for us as well to to be able to give that to her. Um, if anyone in the Vancouver, Burnaby, Poco, Tri-Cities, whatever area needs to plan a funeral, I we all recommend Chanel at Ocean View. I believe it's Chanel Luongo. Uh, I know it's a weird thing to say but she's fantastic at her job and you know she's very charismatic and genuine so if you are in this terrible situation first of all my condolences but she will help you entirely and you know take so much of that stress off of you because she, she will put it on herself so I couldn't recommend her enough um I thought that it would be very nice to sort of, well, yeah, to read you guys the eulogy that I wrote for my grandma. Um, everyone at the funeral got to hear it, and I wrote it in my journal because, you know, this is where I write to my future self and to have things that I want to remember forever. But also, this is what the podcast is as well. It's just like a 
a version where I get to look at myself and hear myself when I was young for when I'm old. So, I've, everyone loved my eulogy, and so I thought I would just read it to you guys. I'm not going to perform it. I'm just going to read it. I sort of performed it at the funeral. You put me in front of an audience, and I perform. So, hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today to honor Rosetta. To you, she might have been your friend, your zia, your cousin, your in-law, or your mother. But to five lucky people, she was our nonna, Alyssa, the one who made her a nonna. She would recently talk about how she moved to London and is living a dream come true. She was impressed with how calm and level-headed Alyssa is, considering she has De Stefano blood. Francesco, her first grandson. She was so proud of the way he knew how to save money, unlike the rest of us, and how he and how good he is at taking care of me and mom the way dad would have wanted him to. Me, her little star. She was so excited for my future. She would always call me her little actress. She was proud of how I stayed true to my heart and how much I reminded her of my dad with my sense of humor. Dylan, her tallest grandchild. Nona loved any time Dylan was around her. She loved learning about what new things he was up to. She would have been so happy to see you graduate high school this year. Milan, her miracle grandchild. Milan has let Nona be a Nona all over again. She was so proud of how generous and sweet Milan is. She loved spoiling him the way she used to when we were kids. The five of us made up Nona's whole world. There is no greater love than the love she had for us. We always imagine tragedies like this won't happen to us. We feel for the families who go through them, but never picture it being someone you love. Nona Rosetta was taken before her time should have been up. I was dancing in the shower. Zia Lori was making Christmas decorations. Francesco was about to do yard work. Dylan and Milan were at school. Mom, Zio Joe, Zio Sam, and Alyssa were at work. It's crazy how the day can feel so normal, and in a matter of moments, be life-changing. It's important for us every day to treat people the way we want to be remembered. And Nona Rosetta impacted every life she has ever met. Her big personality has left a mark on all of us. The way she used to get excited about going shopping, finding clothes for really cheap, and showing us everything she bought. She would jump at the opportunity to cook for us, even if her foot, her hip, or whatever else was hurting and in pain that week. Food made with love by Anona is the best food anyone can eat. She even told her banker that for Christmas she would make her meatballs. She was such a giving person. Growing up, Nona was always there. With me and Goko during the toughest times in our lives. She knew how to make us the happiest, most spoiled kids ever. I gained my love for horror movies because instead because instead of Nona showing me kid movies when I was so young, she introduced me to the Halloween franchise. And when I would be too scared to go to bed because of those movies, she would tell me stories about growing up in Italy until I fell asleep. She used to pay us 10 to 20 bucks to give her a back massage or clean the house. 
I would spend most of my summers growing up with Nona. And when it came time for us to go home, she would tell us to hide from mom so we could stay longer. I have so many amazing memories with her that I am blessed to have. Though she drove me crazy sometimes for trying to shove food down my throat or money in my pockets, she loved me so much, it would give me the warmest, biggest hugs. Nona was the best Nona, and I'm so lucky to have had her in my life for as long as I did. Nona loved the attention being on her, and I know she is happy with how many of you have shown up since her passing to honor her. Today, we celebrate the life and legacy she left. We should be excited for her because she is now with her son who she missed with her whole heart. May you rest in peace, Nona. I love you. That was the eulogy that I said for her. It came from the heart. I feel like I covered everything. Um, and I feel like she would have been really happy with it. But since I have my journal, my diary out here, I'm going to do something so spooky and scary, which is turn to a random page and read it. But if I change my mind, that's okay, too. Okay. I don't know. We're just going to read it and see what I say. This is November 6th, 2023. Crazy to think that this book is starting in 2023, but will finish in 2024. Time goes by very fast and slow at the same time. But I don't want to waste it. Even if one day I forget it all, I hope to have made a legacy for myself. Today is Monday, and so the week begins. I finally had my podcast interview with Tony Alcantar, and it could not have gone better. Tony is a great guest because he uses lots of time to answer questions and elaborates very well, which makes my job very easy. I'm looking forward to editing it. He is also hosting a free comedy workshop in December that he invited me to. I also had work. Work today. I also had work. Work today. I wonder why I wrote it like that. And I'm now privately coaching a nine-year-old for acting and some singing. No singing anymore. I will be doing it from home every Friday for 40 bucks an hour. It would be great if she... If she recommended her friends and I could do more private coaching than anything. I'm officially so busy. But the more money I can save, the better. I just need to learn how to save my money. Yesterday, Luna threw up all over the basement from some medication she had to take. I surprisingly gagged much less than I usually do. I'm on the last season of How to Get Away with Murder. It's an incredible show. My licenza and Livian orders came in today, and thankfully, everything fits me perfectly. That's all my updates. I'm very tired. I love you. Good night, Alexia. Love, Alexia. What a crazy, crazy journal. Um, I will read you... No, I won't read you. That's a little too personal. I was going to say the day I found out Nona passed away, but I get into some details about lots of other things um, that I should not talk about. But this is my journal book number three. I have been journaling consistently 
for a very long time now, which I'm very happy about. Um, yes. So, that is that. I didn't always love to journal, but it got to a point where, you know, I realized there's a big potential that one day I have dementia, considering my grandpa on my dad's side has it and my grandma on my mom's side has it. So that's like both sides. So my chances are pretty high. And I was like, I'm going to forget a lot, regardless of if I have dementia or not. Just naturally, we forget so much of the smaller details. and We just kind of remember the big stuff. So it was important, important for me to start documenting my life because these are like the, the moments in life where big decisions get made, where I'm really planning and curating the rest of my life. Like, what is that going to look like for me? What are the things I'm going to do? What are the steps I'm taking? Blah, blah, blah. What are the things I'm feeling? This and that. So that's why I started journaling and I always end it with good night. I love you. Love Alexia because I'm not saying I love you to present day me. I'm saying I love you to future me. Even if she doesn't remember anything or who anyone is. Because the idea is also that someone else will listen to it or listen to this or read my journal and see all the spelling mistakes that I made because there's many but also like just like learn more about me I don't know I think it's interesting also due to all the stress I have so many pimples on my face that are just bothering me but it is what it is um I guess I uh, I'm kind of torn right now because um, I feel like ending it, but it would be early, but I don't want to rush telling the stories I want to tell. I'm also not really in the mood to tell stories right now, so I think I'm just going to leave it here. I'm going to title this episode, Bite Me. Oh, should I? No, maybe I shouldn't because when Bite Me, my short film comes out, then I'll, I'll make an episode about it and that can be called Bite Me. So this episode, I will have to figure out another name for it. Um, but thank you everyone for listening. Have a wonderful day. Be safe. Oh my God, let me tell you before I go. Death has always been something that just genuinely terrifies me. But with my dad, when we were grieving with him, it was very different because we saw it coming. We knew it was coming. It was four months of cancer. The cancer itself was sudden and shocking. But then we had the time frame from when we found out to when he passed away, knowing it was very serious. And sort of knowing where things were headed. With my grandma, we didn't know anything. Right? She was here, and then she wasn't. 
in a matter of a phone call for me for her just like that someone hit her and that's it for her there was no bringing her to the hospital or i mean as soon as she was hit doctors came running out from clinics nearby doing cpr and whatnot checking her pulse and there was just nothing that they could do which means that she didn't suffer at least not long which is calming but it's just very different very two two very different deaths both major both tragic both unwanted but just different not one better than the other because in terms of like knowing it's coming or the shock factor like there there's not one that i would say is easier than the other they're very different but the shock factor of it and like the tragicness of it and, and the way it happened has definitely made me more scared of death because there's always the i could get sick we could get sick and if that happens that'll be terrible but it could be treatable but something so tragic like that it's just it's instant and it can come from anything out of anywhere at any moment is it easier to know your time is running out or is it easier to just be done as that person i don't fucking know i don't want to know i don't want to know death is terrifying to me it's something that i say it's gonna happen alexia it has to happen to you one day you will be no more because that's the way it is so that's why i tell myself all the time like what is the life you will live if you do pass away i mean if i do if i die tomorrow i'm telling you i'm not happy about it the life that i have lived is not the life i want to live it's not something that i'll be satisfied in the ideal thing is to pass away when i'm so old and when i've done all the things i want to do but you know death being around you it starts to be something that's on your mind all the time like oh my god please please don't let it be anyone else please don't let it be me just like can't can't i be done you know like move on go somewhere else don't follow me don't follow the people i love stay the fuck away stay the fuck away stay the fuck away so yes just the tragicness the suddenness just um capitalizes the fear for me of death because it really just shows you which i knew i knew already but it really just puts it into perspective how it can be anywhere just like that okay well sorry everyone that this was such a dark episode um but it makes sense for me but I did give you guys great advice, so shut the fuck up and be happy with that. Um, yeah, that's all she wrote. Bye.
Bye.